everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Women in Tech SEO podcast. I'm Marie Jabali, and I'm the founder of Women in Tech SEO and your host today. Today's episode is all about making technical SEO make sense. And joining me is the brilliant Giovanna Angolo, who is the SEO director at Media Hub Global. Hey, Giovanna. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. It's so good to have you here with us. Yeah, I'm so excited to have this topic talked about. This season is sponsored by Screaming Frog. Screaming Frog developed crawling and log file analysis software for the SEO industry and wanted to support the Women in Tech SEO podcast as listeners to the show. They've just released version 16 of their SEO Spider software, which includes improved JavaScript crawling to help you identify dependencies such as JavaScript content and links, automated crawl reports for Data Studio integration, advanced search and filtering, and the app is now available in Spanish, French, German, and Italian. You can check out the latest version at Screaming Frog's website, screamingfrog.co.uk. I know, I, I loved how specific your, like, your pitch was. I was like, oh my God, we have to have one. <laughs> this is amazing. Great. Do you want to start off by just telling us a little bit about you and how you got into the world of SEO? Yeah, so my name is Giovanna Angulo. Um, I've been in SEO for about six years now, and shockingly, it's been my only career. So I'm very lucky in that perspective. I think a lot of people fall into SEO later, or they do other digital marketing and then get into it. Um, and and what's interesting, you know, I'm now the national director out of a New York agency at Media Hub Global, and The way that I got into SEO was very interesting. I I graduated with an ad PR degree and there was one SEO class at the time because it was still new and we had to take it. And I remember just hating that class. The woman who taught it all talked about, you know, (laughs) this this agency that she had in her uh, clients and things, how proud she was. And I was like, I don't care about any of this. I said, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's definitely not that. And then I got bamboozled from an email talking about outreach and doing all these things. I said, oh, I've done that. You know, my college job was a leasing assistant. That sounds normal. I can build relationships. Turned out to be an entirely link building prospecting job. Um, And I ended up falling in love and I totally understood why she had so much pride in this client work because you get that pride from when you do the SEO behind it. So after a while, I, I... Hindsight was 2020, but in the moment, um, definitely was not thinking that was going to be my path. <laughs> wow, I've never even heard about an SEO course in university until this day. So that's so interesting <laughs> that you had to study it. Yeah, it was definitely new and, and something that I'm really proud of. The program that we were in is a very specific program at the University of Central Florida, which I I give a lot of credit to and a lot of people don't usually, but <laughs> I do. And what advice would you give women who are considering, you know, just starting out in their SEO career today? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I would say is remember that your voice matters. Um, And that sounds really simple, but it really is like, I think, you know, women and, and women in the tech industry or in the digital marketing industry have a perspective. Remember that the things that you've had to go through in your perspective in life does bring a value that others don't have. Um, and a lot of the times we think, oh, it's just, you know, a silly concept or it's too much or it's too little. But really that that does bring so much value. You can create conversations with others. And that's that's what I would recommend is just always put your voice forward um, and see what comes out of it. 
Yeah, I love that. I think that's really important. And have you always worked agency side or have you previously worked client side as well? Yeah. So actually that first job out of college, that was a more in, in-house in but that was about a year. Um, and then I've actually been with Media Hub Global for four and a half years. So that's been my entire kind of agency lifestyle of being able to grow through there. It's It's been really interesting because you wear so many different hats and get to experience so many different things. So for the experience of that, I would recommend an agency if you really want to get your hands dirty. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I think especially with anyone who's just starting out, you know, agency side makes so much sense because you get to, as you said, you wear so many hats and you work with such a diverse number of clients. There's so much to learn. So, so much to this point where I'm still learning. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I loved, I loved, I loved when I read your pitch form about how you wanted to talk about making technical SEO make sense. And I just want to start off by knowing why you picked that topic. Yeah. So similar to the advice that I give, you know, to women starting out is that your voice matters is to say there's been, you know, a lot of people who I've worked with um, in the past or so that just want to make themselves sound smarter in every situation. And that sometimes is just regurgitating the same articles that we're all reading and just saying it to somebody who might not know as much to make yourself seem more intimidating. Um, And I personally have never found that to be one, very productive or two, you know, very admirable in terms of a team growth and things like that. So I thought it would be a good perspective to people who are also getting into the agency lifestyle, kind of asking questions on, you know, having people further explain it to to see if they even really know what they're talking about, or also just to learn how to build your own voice in, in the industry. And also, I can imagine because you work agency side, it's more important than ever, right, to be the way you communicate and you talk to your clients on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, that's really one of the most important things that I've learned is when you work with a client where they understand you and they start applying the best practices themselves before it comes to you, then, you know, we're all working together and it's working out so much easier for everybody. And I think a lot of people, you know, on the agency side want to make things really difficult so that they're always a valuable resource. But I don't think that that value goes away when you just start to build off of those best practices together and and still as we know, SEO has an umbrella that's never going to be understood by everyone at all times. So we still have our value, but if we share best practices and we understand where we're all coming from, then it just makes everything better. And we get to understand why we recommend the things that we do for clients. And with technical SEO being something that can be full of, you know, a lot of jargon, a lot of terminology, what are some ways we can start off making it feel more understandable and more digestible? Yeah, I think I've really liked uh, learning kind of analogies. The The most odd ones are the ones that I find really interesting. Um, one of my favorites is I, one that I recently started thinking about, which is, you know, the movie Minority Report with, with Tom Cruise and just that movie I remember growing up um, and the way that I describe kind of Google bots and Google crawlers and the crawl budget and things like that is I say, you know, remember those little spider dog things that go around in Minority Report scanning every person, predicting the future of that person. That's basically a Google crawler, but for every site 
imaginable on the internet. So we want to make sure that they're predicting the best opportunities for our pages, uh, predicting the best for that and having our things prepared for when they do start to scan you that you're there. So things like that, I think are the most fun way to understand SEO and the digestible parts of it. Because if you start getting into robots and sitemaps and crawlers and bots and all these things that are so different, it can become a whirlwind to your own team and then a whirlwind to your clients. So it just spirals into that sounds cool, but I don't really get it. And I think getting it to to that point is important. Oh, I love that. It just, it got me thinking, you know, you should really think about starting a website or a blog that has just features all of these different analogies. I love that. I think that would be so cool. I love that. I could definitely add that too. I've, I've started a website of my own just as practice in, in WordPress and things like that, as we all should or probably have. Um, so that would be a great idea. I would love to create something like that. Yeah. And it's it's just, you're you're so right. I, I remember the first time, you know, I was hosting like an intro to SEO type of training to my team when I was agency side. And it was so tricky because <laughs> we have such a thing called, you know, curse of knowledge where we know this and we just assume that everyone else knows this, but that's not going mm-hmm. to be the case. Yeah. And, and that's even I remember, I think it just started from when I started my SEO journey. My manager at the time, because it was a link building job, told me my first analogy, which was uh, think of an empty bathtub as your website and you have a rubber duck at the bottom of the tub and then the backlinks and, and the anchor text and the things that you get are the water that fills that tub and brings the rubber ducky to the top. And therefore that's kind of our rankings. And I was like, oh, that makes sense when you put it that way. And I still use that to this day. I try to put it into like Jeopardy perspective and all these things because it just makes it I think anybody in any industry, even in the media, buying TV, things like that, if anybody just puts things in their own perspective to help others, it just makes things make sense. And it also helps when you talk to your parents and your parents say, what do you do for a living? That's really the biggest practice that I've learned is if I can get my mother to remember what I do and explain it to her friends, then I know that I've done a good job. And that's that's where it's coming from. So practice on your parents, let them know. If they can understand it, then you know you've done a good job in, in creating an analogy that works. Oh, I love that. Yeah, such a such a good idea. And I love the bathtub one as well. It's it's not one I've heard before. Um, so if people, you know, continue speaking in their own technical SEO language, what do you think some of the challenges they might face would be? I I think the challenges is really you don't build a connection. If you're just kind of spurring out you know, deliverables and work and sending them over, you know, where is that added value from yourself? Um, And I think in a world of SEO that, you know, is becoming a lot more competitive. And that's where I also understand um, where the want to have this ego of sorts in the SEO world is to say, you know, so many more LinkedIn titles have SEO in them. So you have to prove that you are this expert in the in the industry, but I think that expertise comes in the form of building that relationship, and and speaks more volumes to it than anybody else can, um, just by saying the same technical jargon. So, I think some of the challenges 
there will be, you won't have a connection with your team and you won't have a connection with your clients or you won't have a connection with your internal teams when you are trying to get investments for these tools, for these applications, for things like that. Um, So I think it can be only valuable to build off of that expertise of, of making it make sense. And that's not even just for technical. It's about the content things that we do and all of the connections and building with the social teams. And it just, I've personally found the best responses there. And how do you feel we can translate some of this thinking in terms of delivering, you know, technical audits and technical recommendations? Uh, What would be some of your advice on if we were to go ahead and present that to a head of marketing, you know, who doesn't necessarily know too much about SEO? How can we try to simplify some of the jargon in that? Yeah, and I think that's the beauty in each of our SEO expertise. Um, and, and that's where I would really lean forward for managers and for people who are at a higher level in leadership to push your younger and your more junior staff to put their own voice into it. I will try to create an environment with my team um, where we always share at least an article a week, each of us about something that's happening in the marketing world. And a lot of the times I'll ask for just like a little blurb and say, you know, how do you, what are you taking from this article? And a lot of the times it's just copied and pasted from there. Um, And it really takes away from that critical thinking and that understanding of, I understand you read the article, but what are you taking from it? So the biggest thing I would recommend is one, establish that thinking beforehand, um, have it really practiced, make sure you're pushing people to build off of that critical thinking. I think it's really easy to say, oh, well, they're still new in the environment. So, you know, I understand that if they don't understand every topic of it, but I think when they don't understand and people have those questions, it builds again, your repertoire to say, okay, let me help explain this to you and therefore builds your kind of the imposter syndrome side of it. And then it also builds their confidence to better understand it. And then they start writing that way and it just becomes a snowball of effect. And then that translates down to the marketing teams and the executives and building kind of your own point of view, writing, you know, one to two page white papers is something that I really like to push for my team. Um, If something happens, even if it's not as timely as possible, you know, still building that opportunity to how can we write what we know and translate it to that world. Um, And I think it's, it's a skill that people have to develop and it's not easy. It's the same as public speaking and putting decks together. Those things are things that you have to build off of. So I'm not saying this is like inherent in any of us to be able to explain what a robots.txt file does immediately offhand and those that in a jargon that we understand, but it is something that we can practice and grow for it. So I would just recommend always pushing for people's perspective. Try not to stay in a box of this is how I would explain it and therefore you should explain it that way too. Really be open to listening to, you know, pushing that narrative that you are a talent in this force and that you have that expertise and to keep practicing it and and get it to a level where you feel comfortable. And how can this be something that we actually, so, you know, you're, you're a director, I can imagine there's quite a lot of people who report into you. How do you train for that skill? How do you train for it to be something that, you know, uh, junior members in the team can think of and consider specifically when they speak to other in-house teams or they're liaising directly with clients? 
Yeah, that's definitely the tougher part. And it comes across sometimes probably a little dry on my end. But a lot of the times I will straight up say, okay, so what does that mean? (laughs) You know, I'll say, you wrote this insight down and I see that you pulled the data for it. But what does that mean? You know, where, what is, what does that mean for the site? What does that mean for the client? And they get taken aback because a lot of what we do is just reporting on the numbers and the rankings and things like that. But we're not looking, or at least sometimes the it's not always seen as the bigger picture. And so I will bring it back to that and just say, where's the bigger picture here? If we are reporting on this data, why are we reporting on that? Um, and questioning that and it making it a little uncomfortable um, to say, If I don't understand, if I was somebody who didn't understand this topic, how would you explain it? And how would you verbalize that in a different way? And I think that pushes people and I've had them say, you know, this was really helpful because it brought me into why I'm also writing it. And I don't think necessarily when we have these templates of deliverables or monthly reports that go out every single time and they're following a template, a lot of people get trapped into, okay, I can just, you know, really put in the same information. And obviously it's important to SEO to review your sitemap and to review these things. But if there's no blocked resources, then technically that means it should be fine. Or if, you know, Search Console does say there's blocked resources, then it's automatically a problem. But maybe those blocked resources aren't really blocking something, you know, significant. Put that into perspective for the client as opposed to creating a bigger issue or just kind of creating an alarm. If there is a jarring number, explain why it is jarring or if it's not. Um, so I think it's it's really about pushing your team members and building their confidence through that push to not say that something is incorrect, but also gear them into the lane that they can pull from it without answering it for them. And I think uh, that's also a really tough part of being in a managerial status is to say, I could do these on my own or the feedback doesn't necessarily need to be as detailed, but I'm a big believer in provide as much detail as possible so that they build their confidence to be able to answer those questions and to confidently say, this is why I put this insight in, or to be able to recognize and say, you know what, you're right. That insight wasn't the best. I took it out and I switched it for this one because I found that there was added value in there. And just constantly don't settle for them to have that answer or just to regurgitate and refill the same information. Really push to say, why did you add that? And I think it creates an uncomfortable environment that ends up being a lot more confident. Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like everything you're saying as well can line up really well with how we talk to one another in the industry too, because it makes me think about how there are a lot of people who are just starting out in the industry and they can find SEO, especially technical SEO, very overwhelming Mm -hmm. because of the way that we do our conference talks and the way that we write our blog posts. How do you feel like some of that stuff can translate to how we can communicate with one another within the industry? Yeah. And I think it's very interesting that you bring up that because the technology and even getting into like SEO Twitter, you can see that the responses that some people put are really egging themselves on in a way of something of like building this, oh, you should have known that or, you know, why are you asking this if that's the question? And I think that can be really toxic in a way because it makes you fearful to ask any questions about technical SEO if 
you feel like everyone around you already knows everything to a T and therefore there should be no room for explanation. Um, and I think it's from people like Lily Ray is one that I absolutely adore. She puts things in perspective where she questions things and she puts, you know, puts people to the fire really. And she says, you know, what, what is the point of this? Why are we getting these things? And I still remember Dana DiTomaso. She did one of a MozCon talks about reporting that I absolutely just really opened my eyes because she explained why we should change our reporting, not necessarily just, oh, this is the best template to use. And we should do these things because Google is telling us to talk about these things. It's about really what can you find from those insights? And I think people like that, that are providing added value that isn't just in an article um, and saying the same thing is so important and really what's going to be the change of our SEO future and, and better understanding of what we all do. Yeah, I, I have so much love for both Lily and Dana. And I remember that talk you mentioned, the Moscon one, it was so, so strong. And it definitely yes. made me reconsider a lot of how I do my reporting as well. Like it's such a challenge, isn't it? And I, I love everything you mentioned about the templates, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. you just, you find yourself in that habit of, you know, just pumping one template after the other. Oh, this is the weekly one. This is the monthly yeah. one. And you don't really stop and reconsider you know, who is my audience? Does this even make sense? You don't even reach out and ask for feedback. <laughs> Have you found this helpful? Which yeah. seems like the simplest thing you can possibly do. Yeah, and it's a, it's it's an easy form of kind of getting away with it, right? Because if you don't have your clients who understand the SEO jargon, then there are the you know technical things that they should be looking for. Then they're not going to question you. But at the same time, are you growing? Are you building? Um, if your client does start to understand the SEO best practices and understand where the improvements should be because of all the conversations you've had, then they can question it, and you could say you know what? You're right. Let's, let's tweak this and let's make it better. Um, that's how we should always be working. So what would you say your top advice is for, you know, working effectively, both with clients and with in-house teams who aren't necessarily in SEO? I think always take a second and think about why are you writing the topic? you know, are you writing for yourself or are you writing for somebody who needs to understand the value? And I think a lot of it is also just understanding what the value is for themselves. If it is towards the media team, talk about the media implications that can happen from it. You know, don't think that you have to stay in this realm um, to please yourself only. It's about really putting down that wall saying, okay, I know that I'm intelligent and all these other things um, and and putting that aside and saying, how can I make this simpler and better understandable to an audience that doesn't necessarily know all the same things that I do? Um, And it really is about just putting that ego aside for a second and not trying to prove to everyone because I found that that is, you know, when people come to me with questions about an SEO topic or that their client mentions something about SEO and they know to come to me about it, that's when I feel like I've won because it means that they've taken from what we've said and said, oh, this is something that I heard Giovanna kind of talk about. I think that's the same topic. So let me reach out to her to, for the same advice or things like that. Yeah, fully agree. I think it's it's so important to, you know, have different perspectives and just and just go back again to the drawing board and see, do we need to revisit how we communicate this? Do we need to revisit how we report on this rather than 
just continuing to do exactly what we've always done exactly without seeing if it actually works or not. Yeah. And especially with the changing landscapes that we've been going through in Google, it's like, we're all learning about the algorithm updates at the same time. So, you know, everyone's going to be an expert in something else. So why don't we all just grow from each other instead of one person being the end all be all of it all? Yeah, 100%. Do you have any resources that you'd recommend for people if they want to learn more about this or if they, you know, they're hoping that they can make the technical SEO recommendations that they send through a little bit more digestible? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I would recommend is practice within your own teams. Um, If you see an article that's posted on, you know, search engine roundtable or search engine land or anything like that, that you find, always push yourself to write an excerpt that doesn't include the language that's in the article. Paraphrase it into your own words, share it with your team, see what the feedback is from that kind of have conversations. And I think it's a little bit harder because in the office, if you were at grabbing coffee or something, you could be like, Hey, did you hear about that? You know, topic that I sent out? What did you think of it? And if people say like, honestly, I went over my head, um, then that gives you an opportunity to really grow from there too. But just really practice pushing yourself to be out of the bounds of just sharing exactly what's coming through. Um, put your own words to it, really build off of it and follow really great Twitter accounts, yours, uh, Lily, like I mentioned, Dana, everybody, all these people who the women in tech SEO have been such an incredible community of people who aren't afraid to ask and aren't afraid to give advice without the, without any condescending nature. It's just commenting of, Hey, we're all here to help each other. And that's the growth. So I would really recommend checking out those people as well. Oh, I love that. I think that's so practical as well. The whole concept of, you know, practicing on one another and paraphrasing what we've seen in simpler terms, that that's such good advice. So if people want to learn more about you or reach out to you for questions, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, I do have a Twitter account. Um, don't really post too much on there, but I would love to start. Um, and my LinkedIn is, is probably the most valuable for me. I always check those messages um, and you can reach out through there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Giovanna. This was really, really insightful. And again, I loved, um, you know, how much you wanted to talk about this. I think it's something that a lot of us need to talk about more. Yeah, I think I hopefully this brings the eyes open of kind of thinking about how we say things and how we communicate. Um, That would be such a great goal and something I'm still learning to do, but something I found the most productive with my team is to really question, make it uncomfortable, but also bring out those insights and push people to have their own voice. Perfect. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thanks everyone as well who's listening in. We are out with a new episode every Tuesday and we always chat with a brilliant woman on a new SEO topic. And you'll find us on all podcast platforms. And if you want to learn more about women in tech SEO, just visit us on womenintechseo.com. Thank you. Thank you.